Hey yo, what's going on guys? This is back here with Marvel. Just want to say before I start this podcast episode, I finally got a new mic guys. So look forward to that. Look forward to better audio quality. And I'm also recording a YouTube a podcast with a YouTuber. So also look forward to that. And yeah, let's get on to the main show. Hey, what's going on guys? It is back here with Marvel. Back with another podcast episode. And here I am with a very special guest today, another guest episode. This will be, I think, my second or my third, depending on when I upload this. So, my third and my next guest speaker, special person, amazing person. Now, can you please introduce yourself? Hi guys, uh, my name is Angelo Sanyotis and uh, I'm an engineer major and I'm from Ethiopia. Oh, excellent. So you're from, yeah, so me and Angel met at uh, DBC UNICEF. Yeah. So we met at DBC UNICEF, amazing guy. He actually, actually, we met through DB Hackers. Because oh, I came to yeah, you're meeting. right. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. So we met in a computer science club by sheer luck. Like, yeah. we met by sheer luck and I was so glad I met this guy. Amazing person. So, Thank Angelo, you. what do you do? I know you produce music, so like, do you like producing music? It's more of a hobby, it's not something that I'm, like, it's not something I'm pursuing as a career. Um, you know, uh, I came to the US, uh, you know, I did my high school here, and I started coming, going to DVC, and, you know, music is not really, uh, like, most parents are not proud if you, you know, if you say, oh, I'm a, mu- I'm, I'm a music major. So I decided to do engineering major instead. But you do you want to make music a career? Uh, it's if it's possible. If, if it's possible, then yeah. But like, I have to focus on like my schoolwork, and you know I have to keep I have to dedicate myself to schoolwork. So you know whenever I have free time, I produce. I I mostly DJ. I don't produce as much, but um, yeah, I I try to keep myself you know growing you know knowing more about. Uh, how to produce, you know, I watch videos, you know, tutorials, try to, I make my own stuff. Yeah. But you work on it like every day almost? Still? Almost every day, um, especially like uh, when I get back from school, you know, after I mostly, if I do have work to turn in, I don't, I don't take my time to put that away and try to make music. I, I, I prioritize my, my school work first. Okay. And then um, if I'm free, yeah. Then. If you're free, yeah. So you make beats, like you produce, or do you? I produce. I use this uh, this software called uh, FL Studios. Okay. Um, it's a really, really great software. It's um, it's uh, very easy to use, especially like if someone's a beginner, then it's um, it's easy to learn. There's a lot of tutorials on YouTube you can find, um, and um, especially if you have a, a musical background, um, it's so easy to have you know your ideas in there uh, I don't have a musical background um, I mean I I used to play the guitar but um, I'm not I you know I haven't played for a while so did you self-study like, guitar producing? no not I producing. producing yeah um, actually what happened what, what happened was is um, me and my cousin we um, we were we were trying to figure out a way we had, we, you know, we were both learning how to play guitar, 
and I was learning how to play guitar, and we had all these melodies and all these other stuff. But we were like, what are we gonna do with them? Like, I, we, we want to like use, you know, we need a software to record it with. And uh, my cousin uh, found out about FL Studio, and FL Studio, you don't need a guitar. You can just you take out your laptop. Okay. You have a piano roll. You just put in the notes, and that's it. Okay. Basically. So he said, oh, why do we need to? Learn the guitar when we can just use this. So that's when me and my cousin started producing. And you started going all in, like. Oh yeah, we, yeah. At that point, you know, it was all in. Like I gotta learn how to use this program. I gotta know every single thing about this program. And I started doing that, and then I started focusing more on like creating your your own sound because you don't want to like you go on YouTube, you see all these people showing you tutorials like what to do. How to like make your sound better, how like to master and everything. But at the end, like you need to have your own sound. You need to sound. You need to have something that's unique. So it's good to learn from other people, but it's also good to like experiment on yourself, like by yourself, like uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. So so that's how you got in. Yeah, that's how. Oh okay, is. and you went like. I know you made a. You told me about the story. You made a music the Havana remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you want to tell the story? Uh, yeah. So, what happened was is um, it's actually two songs. Um, we made this song called uh, Rage, and we also made a Havana remix. I mean, I, I'm sure everyone knows Havana by yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Camila Cabello. She's such a great artist. Um, me and me and my cousin love that song so much. We were like, oh, we should make a remix. So um, we got the acapella. You know, we downloaded an acapella. You know, um, we we found like we found the notes, like what, like how the actual song sounds like. And then um, we tried to add our own, our own flavor to it. Like uh, we wanted to make it a, a like it's a it's a poppy song, but we wanted to make it a club song. So you know, um, it turned out pretty well. And then um, what happened was is we had this other song called Rage, and uh, it actually got signed to this label in Russia, which is really random, like like a label in Russia, like so a label in Russia liked it, they wanted to sign a song, so we obviously we didn't we didn't say no, so it was like it was pretty big for us at that time. You know, it's not a big label, but it's like. Yeah. Oh damn! Like I especially for the first song, like first few songs you remixed it. It's not the first. It's not like I'm not saying it's like the first song we ever made. Like our first few songs, you know, you, you can't like you can't start and make one song and it's gonna be signed. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. You need to make projects after projects after projects. Like you probably end up like making a lot of music, and then out of those bunch of music, like one will get signed. Like you know what I mean? Okay. So it's like it's um, you know like that's that's what um, some people have problems with is it's like they make one song, they think oh this is great, I love this song. Or let's say they make ten songs, they make ten songs, they're like oh this track is great, this track is from the ten one of them. This is so great, I like. It. I'm sure labels will like it. They send it out, they expect like oh we liked it, oh we want to sign it. You don't hear anything, and then they give up. They're like. Oh, I'm not good enough. This is this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like that. Like most producers who who get signed to big labels, they probably made like 
so many songs before they got signed. They made so many songs because it's it's like it's like um it's like when you apply for to college, you know, from high school. When you apply to college from high school, you don't you don't apply to one college and expect to get in. Like yeah, you yeah, apply to a bunch of colleges and then you're like, okay, I have options. Right? You don't send one song and expect like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the good news, like so exactly. So that song got signed to this label in Russia and um, somehow um, there was uh, this guy, he, he knew people from like, uh, like they make a, this list called Ibiza Summer List Hits and uh, they heard it, I don't know how they heard it, but they heard it and they liked it so they emailed us. And they're like, can we put your song on the beats of playlist? This is the Havana song. No, no, the Rage the song. Rage song, okay. Yeah, then, yeah, then um, they got the song, they talked to the label and they got the song and they put it on the beats of someone's playlist. And yeah, it was, that was pretty surreal, kind of, because like, you know, like, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really like the song. I thought, I thought it was like, uh, it was too plain. It was too like I was like, oh, we could do better, but like you know, some you know, you never know okay. what might happen. So after that, um, in uh, Ethiopia, they because of that, people in my home co- country, Ethiopia, they heard about us, and like we started to like get fans and more followings, and then um, that's when we released uh, Havana. And then it became the It became like big in Ethiopia. Was it played in radios and stuff? Like Yeah, we uh, we actually went to uh, a radio station um, in Ethiopia with there's this radio station called One Five Point Three Africa. It's like the biggest radio station in Ethiopia. Oh basically. We went there and they wanted us to play that song. Oh, okay. So it was like the it was like premiering the song for the first time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it, was, it was pretty cool. It was it was a really nice experience. You know, I got to meet new people. You know, and it was it was fun. It was a really good experience. Okay. So that must be such a wow moment. Were you like expecting that, or were you just like, holy shit? It was. It was pretty. <laughs> it was. It was a holy shit moment because, um, the. Um, the owner of the radio station is the one who contacted us. And he somehow got our number from um, uh, uh, a festival uh, like organizer. Um, we've known him for a while. Uh, he's from Israel, and they uh, they got, they uh, heard about us because um, we opened for uh, Diplo. And uh, when they heard about us. So through that, he asked for our, like our number, and luckily the guy had my cousin's number, and he gave it to them, and they contacted my cousin and asked him if he wanted to be on a radio show, uh, and they were like, yeah, of course, like, when can we do it? Okay, okay, okay. So, I I knew that you opened for Diplo and uh, Quintino. Yeah. Yo, so, he opened for freaking Diplo and Quintino, guys, like, <laughs> holy crap, okay. So he opened for, but I thought you released the remix first, then played on the radio, and then you got noticed. No, then, it wasn't no? like that. So yeah. it was like, how, how did it go? Uh, so Rage came out, 
um, Rage Down Lotus by Editsa, Editsa uh, Summer Playlist. It was on there, and then we put it on our Instagram. Yeah. And then, um, and then I told like, I told people there, and then I, and then they, and then it became big there in Ethiopia, and then, um, and then we released uh, Havana Records, and then, and then we played on the radio. Basically. And then when, how did you get like? Invited to play an open for a Diplo So for the Diplo one, it was uh, through the you know the guy I told you about the coordinator, the soul coordinator. Okay. We knew him before, before like before we even were big. Um, we're not, I'm not gonna say we're big. We're not big. We are like okay. decent. Uh, yeah, I mean like you know I would say like a few people. You know, got yeah. to know us okay. through that festival. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we showed up, we, we got booked for that festival, everyone yeah, who yeah, knew yeah. who we were. It's not like that, you know? So, um, we we got, um, we talked to the guy. Um, he he was looking for um, DJs who would actually are willing to open for Diplo. And um, we we talked to him and we said, yeah, we've been producing for a while. Um, we also, and then I, I've been DJing too, so we were like, we would like to open for Diplo. Then, you know, pretty much, there was, like, there's not a lot of Ethiopian, uh, in Ethiopia, there's not a lot of DJs, there's not a lot of producers, so, you know, they pretty much had no choice, but they had to <laughs> give us a slot. <laughs> so, they still got it. I mean, you still got it, so that's still quite impressive. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Um, it was... It was nice because you know it was pretty much our first live set. Like you know, you just practice in your in your like in your room, or you practice like and like my cousin has like a little studio there. We we you know we practice there, but like you know, it's so different when you when you do it like yeah, when you do it like with a lot of people there, and it's like it's like it's so much. There's like so much hype around it. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And it's like. It's nice. So how long have you been like? What's the total time you've been producing? So like, okay. So how many uh, like days or months ago was the Havana remix? Oh, uh, this was like yeah. last year. Last year. Yeah, it was like right after the summer. Right after the summer. Summer break. Right after the summer break. So, and you were making it back at. Oh so yeah. So you weren't here. I wasn't here. I was I went back home for the summer, and then right when I came back to, to the U.S. to do my uh, to start the semester, that's when my my cousin was. Oh. But we've been we were working on it when we were by when I was back home. So it was okay. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, interesting. How many songs have you like? Like how many songs have we finished? Yeah. Okay, so we finished a lot of songs. Like just like, like not signed, just like produced. Yeah, it's not signed. Yeah. We have, in total, we have like, I'm sure over like 50, 60 songs done, but not released. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like we, you know, we have like a lot of songs. We, um, this is this is one thing that's so hard about producing. It's like, um, I'm not super experienced as a producer. My cousin is. He does most of the producing, but uh, what I noticed from him is, even though if a if a track is good, you're just like it can be better, it can be better, it can be better, 
you're like you play you you finish it and then you're like oh this could be better oh no this could be better no this could be better it's like you want to like you want to release it when you're like okay i'm done i can't i can't improve this anymore okay, you know? okay. which is hard because like you you get stuck a lot yeah yeah because like you you want to change a lot of things and and then um you know and then later you you run out of ideas you run out of you know you're like oh i, I don't know how to change this but i want to make it better and you get stuck and then you forget about that project and then you start a new one and then you make that one and then you're like oh this is not good enough blah, blah, blah. okay so i see like so you made 50 60 like how many of them are assigned two is it the range yeah two two okay and like you're surprised by how many people just produce like three songs and they they think like one of them is gonna get signed exactly like, yeah. like that's that's true and like um the for me i was one of those people i was one of those people when i first started you know my cousin was like oh i, I finished this song you want to hear it i'm like yeah you know it wasn't it was like the first song my cousin ever played for me right so i was like i listened to it this is so great oh man yeah labels will love this of course and they don't like this i mean what's wrong with them <laughs> okay but like back then we don't know sh- we don't know shit so it's like it's like you know and then like we send it out no one said anything like we send it to so many labels and that's who that's that's the problem you see like i think it's when you have one song you shouldn't send it to more than like two labels why not uh, it's 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 weird like you need to focus on one label oh okay. you know okay and like labels they have the labels they they have a certain type of songs they want like exact let me give an example uh for example mishmash mix mash records it's a label owned by uh, this um, dj so producer and i love this guy he's he's one of probably one of my inspirations i would say his name is Layback Luke. He's amazing yeah you know, okay, you know, I know, an yeah. og in the edm scene and like um you know his label if you send them a dubstep they're not gonna sign it even it doesn't matter how good the song is they won't sign it because that's not what they are that's not the okay. song that's not it's like saying it's like saying um it's like saying another example it's like saying um i think it's called hectagon the label and it's owned by uh, Don Diablo. Okay, yeah. Don yeah, Diablo's yeah. uh, record label. They make Future House, mostly. Yeah. You know, Future House. If you send them like trance, not gonna work. Because they're known as a label to make a certain type of yeah, yeah, music, okay. you know? That's what they focus on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like, you gotta know what label you're sending it to. Okay, guys. So uh, just to clarify, because like these terms are like everywhere. So this like trance, feature house, and all these like dubstep. These are like genres inside EDM. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, genres and like labels are where the music gets signed, right? And you yeah. can actually get paid for the for your music. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So just to clarify that, because I'm pretty sure like maybe like a few of you are like going there and thinking like. What, what the hell is this guy talking about? Exactly. So that, those are like mini genres inside the EDM scene. So electronic music, the, all this like Martin Garrick stuff. Uh, yeah, there's music and then there's uh, a genre, which is like EDM is a genre. 
and then there are subgenres in the genre. Yeah, okay. So the subgenres are like dubstep, trance, yeah, yeah, okay. future house, du、uh, Dutch house, blah blah blah. It's like there's like a lot of subgenres. Okay, and you know, like you know, labels are very picky. Okay, yeah. So I know. So like, what what do you like to say about these people? Because I know, especially in this generation today. Including me and you, like people want things fast. They want they're like impatient kind of. Exactly. Like, do you agree? I agree. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They are impatient. And what do you want to say to them, like those people? Because like, you know, if like, you, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna be as honest as possible. If you can't produce, then I'm sorry. Like you, you're not gonna get signed. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not the greatest producer, and I know that, and I'm gonna accept that. You know, and I'm not ready to be signed. If you get signed and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, then when you go, when when like they, they, the label goes, okay, you have this much time to make this song, like this kind of song, this much time. How are you gonna do it? You don't know how to produce. You need to you need to be prepared. You need to be. When they tell you, oh, we want a song, you need to make a song, and it has to be good. It has to be. It has to make money. Otherwise, they won't. They don't want you anymore. You know. So you you have to be patient. You have to learn. You have to, you know, your skills need to grow. You, it's like it's like it's like you come into school and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna major in computer science. Let's say if you don't know how to code, are you gonna like what's the point, right? You have to learn how to code first. You can't just skip like ten steps and then expect like to get your degree. Like, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So、uh, you have to learn, and you have to be patient when you're learning. You know, like you know, like when you go through school, it's a it's a learning process. You don't you don't know everything at once. You learn, you learn, you learn, you learn, and then that's like that's how you grow. It's the same thing for producing. You have to learn every time. And at the same time,、um, I, one quote that I that I remember is、um, it's actually from Martin Garrix. I mean, I'm sure people know who he is. Maybe some people don't know who he is. He's a producer.、Yeah. When they asked him what advice he has for young producers, he said, "If you're good enough, you don't have to look for the label. The labels will find you. Because if you're talented and you you have good music, if you make really good music, the labels they will hear it somewhere. Some way they'll find you. I mean, not okay. I'm not saying like if you don't put it out there." Of course, no one would would find out who you are. But if you're putting it out there, and like your your music's are your music is really good, then one day you'll get noticed. One day it'll happen. But if you don't, if your if your production level is not not good, then yeah, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So like, like what I'm saying to you guys. I think I, I like having the self awareness to know what you're actually good at,、mm -hmm. especially now. Like so many people, they want to produce music because they feel like, wow, Martin Garrix, and they're like with the raves, and then like、exactly. they look cool.、Exactly. But then like, yeah, you have to kind of have to ask the question: if one, if you actually like the process, because、exactly. everyone is there for the for the money, for the girls, for like,、okay. and, and do you like sit like they don't see the ninety percent of the time? Exactly, it's them sitting down. With a laptop and doing nothing, like they're just like listening to the music and like it's like, dude, dude, they don't see that. They only see like the the glamorous life and all that. And the second thing is probably like 
Second thing you said also just being aware if you're good or not at producing. Exactly. Like you cannot, even though you like it, the truth go third, but you kind of have to uh, accept. And this goes to everything else. Like it could be like drawing or singing or exactly. like producing music mm-hmm. or like right now there's uh, entrepreneurship. There's also a big thing. Mm-hmm. You have to realize and be self-aware enough to realize if you're good enough to even be in the scene. Exactly. And just realizing that is very, very important. And you will agree with that, I think. I agree with that. I agree. But I'm not saying I'm not saying you have no chance. Oh man, yeah, like yeah, I'm just saying. If you learn, you can. You can learn. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not. But you have to take your time to learn. You can't just learn it like that. Like, thing we and like in this era of people wanting to go do it fast, fast exactly. they, they really want to be like oh okay yeah. five songs and I'm Martin Garrix sorry exactly, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like what would you say what like like what what, what would you say to these people like calm I'm, down buddy calm down uh, you're not Martin Garrix yet and <laughs> I just want to add that I think for uh, those of you who want to do things fast like especially for like there's a lot of like entrepreneurship and then singing and music production i think those are really really big as uh for me i like doing business so i like uh, so i think i can speak for the business side of things mm-hmm. so i think just realizing if you are if you like the process mm-hmm. or if you only like what the process brings you exactly. right yeah so it's like you're producing music and people think you're gonna go out and be popular, exactly, you know, have because, like... Because, like, the first thing you think of, of a producer or a DJ is, you think of, oh, cool stage. He goes up, plays play, puts his hands in the air. And, like, everyone loves him. And then everyone loves him, confetti. Yeah. Like, uh, like, all those lasers and... Yeah. You know, like, it's so much more than that. That you spent almost, like... 36 hours 30 to 30 hours 36 hours in a studio listening to the same thing trying to make it as perfect as possible so you can make all those people happy and the question and the the question is if you are willing to spend that time Time, in the studio because everyone wants the glamorous and DJ stuff what they don't see is that that's only 10% of the exactly. of the story exactly. like 90% of the story is you sitting down in a sofa and like not like shit like if you're just starting you could be sitting down in a basement and just like exactly. yeah. trying to produce music exactly. for like 6 months and nothing's showing up are you willing to take that exactly. are, like are you willing to do the work to yeah. do it like, exactly and from the process like from how much the the genre like the EDM genre has grown, grown and you know how how producing is nowadays you expect people to actually be more motivated to produce because like if you're producing like a long time ago now we have so much technology that makes it so much easier for us to produce but like back then you don't have that technology you expect people to be more productive now but it's like the opposite you know people are just like they want it so like you said they want everything so fast yeah you know what i'm saying i don't i don't know if i'm making sense right now. yeah 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 i completely agree yeah because like Technology just makes us used to getting all the things fast. fast like, yeah. you know, everything's instant. Amazon, like, yeah, <laughs> it makes things instant. So, and definitely a big thing is to look at yourself, especially if you, you're those people who want it fast, yeah. to take a look if you actually like the process of doing it. Exactly. Like, DJing and like, wowing the crowd and rah rah and just like, ooh. 
with the crowd that's only like 5-10% of the process exactly. and I think having the self-awareness to ask yourself if you actually like listening to your beats for a long ass time and trying to perfect that yeah. beat I think asking yourself if you actually love the process mm-hmm. is more important than any result you can get because if you don't like what you do and you don't like actually doing the process exactly. most like 99.99% of you will fail if you don't like yeah, doing exactly. what you're doing even even DJing like I I'm gonna say this a lot of people undermine DJing they think um Like a DJ is up there pressing play and that's it, you know. DJing takes a lot of skill. Like you, I mean, nowadays, you know, you have the sync. You know, it's a very dirty word in, in DJing. <laughs> If you're a DJ, don't use sync. Okay? <laughs> sync is, you know, it makes it, it makes life easier. But like as, as a DJ, it's, um, it's a sin to use sync. And, um... But like DJing takes a lot of skills. If you don't know how to beat match, then you're never gonna be. Yeah, and just like realizing the hours put in to actually learn how to beat match and exactly. how to like listen and how to know which song mixes with which. Exactly. You It's mean, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like example would be like if someone knows how to beat match but has no idea what they're doing. You know, it's they would jump from genre to genre like i've seen people you know i not only i'm not gonna call out names but like not only like just normal people but actual you know djs like you expect like you go to their concert you expect like you expect them to you know put on a really good show you you know expect you have so much expectations when you go there and then they start off they start off with um one genre let's say they start off with Dutch house and then they jump to hip-hop and then they go to uh, what a uh, big room and then they go to like you don't do that you, you it's like a it's like a like when you DJ it's like a journey you're taking the crowd on a journey a journey you don't you don't go on an asphalt and then it's go straight to a, to a ditch and then straight to like it's not like that, yeah, you, know? Yeah, yeah. you know you need to if you're playing like let's say I play deep house my next song is gonna be deep house my next song is gonna be deep house. You change your genre when you, while you're DJing, like one thing that's very important is like crowd reading. Let's say you're playing deep house, deep house, deep house, and then you see the crowd and the crowd is like getting fed up of it. That's when you change the genre. That's when you bring, you, you give them something different, you know? But like you don't go from deep house and then straight to like dubstep. Like that's just so random and like out of example, like I went to, um, I went to, um, Last on Saturday, I went to a con. I went to Excision. I went to a rave to see Excision. It was amazing. Excision was amazing. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. But um, one of the op- op- opening uh, DJs grabbed the mic, and I clearly heard him say, uh, "We put a poll up in Instagram, and you guys wanted us to play house music, so we're gonna play house music." Right, so I'm like, cool. Like it's different. I, you know, I, I like house music too. And then all of a sudden, he, the first song he played was house music. The second song he played, dubstep. Third song he played, dubstep. Fourth song he played, dubstep. After that, he had he didn't play one house song. I was just like, 
I literally turned out turned around to one of my friends and I was like, didn't he say he was playing house? Like, you don't like you see like that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to you need to know what you're doing out there. You need yeah. to you need to uh, have experience. You can't just play your first show and then expect that. And that takes a lot of practice. Oh yeah, it does. It, it takes, takes hours. A yeah. bunch of practice. Yes, like, like most people they see like the greatest DJs or the greatest like basketball players or athletes. They look at them now. They don't see like them failing the mix and the crowd booing them. Like they they don't see that process. A lot of people they only see the the successes. If yeah. you if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No. Like you you fail sometimes. It's okay. Like you know you can't get everything right, but you need to practice enough to correct your mistakes. Let's say you play you I you 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 play and you try to transition to another tr- another song another track and you hear the the beat is off. You need to know how to match it. If you don't, then you're screwed. You know, can't you know? So it takes a ton of hours to even just learn how to DJ. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, like there are times where I would play a track that's let's say one one twenty BPM. BPM is the beat per minute. Yeah, and let's uh, say I play one song that's um, uh, 128 BPM, and I have another song that's 124 BPM, and I want to bring that song in. And then if I bring it in and I forget to beat, like match the, the tempo, I need to know when I hear that the beat is off. I need to know how how to use the the fader, the pitch fader that allows me to change the pitch of the song to match other song. And I need to make sure that you know they're they're in sync. Otherwise, then it's gonna sound like a train wreck. Yeah. So, if you guys don't know what, if you guys don't understand like 90% of what he said, don't worry, you're not alone. It just shows how freaking hard it is to produce <laughs> music. Cause like you even gotta learn like all these. This terms. is DJing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. DJing. DJing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Two different things. Yeah. 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 So DJing and producing it just shows how much hours you actually have to put in the craft to actually master it exactly so it's not like quick like and i'm pretty sure i think martin garrick started teaching since 11. like really really young and his first music blew up at like what 16 17. Yeah, so 16 and 17 so that's literally like five years of six years of experimenting and the question is are you are you willing to put in the five to six years of work and just literally just eating shit like like you know and i think the only way you can actually sustain through that five to six years is probably to just love yeah love doing it exactly have a passion have a passion for producing music not only for you know the girls and the money and the fame because that's not gonna come after like like that's gonna come after which is like and that's not even like a guarantee because then there's other factors too where you have to consider where it's like you have to be self-aware if you're talented enough also on the craft so are you willing to spend that much time are you willing to risk right yeah yeah and it's not uh, i don't want someone to take this only for producing you know you, you can use you can this is an everyday life thing. Yeah. You know, it's not only for producing. Even whatever you want to, you know, whatever you're pursuing, whatever you want to be, you know, it, it takes time. And, you know, you gotta 
I say, I say, do something that makes you happy. If it makes you happy, then that's what you know. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, for, 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 for me, you know, I picked engineering as my major. And I'm, so far, it's going pretty well. Now, I hope, you know, in the future when I have a job, I'm actually going to enjoy doing my job. And like, I just want to add on something to that. Uh, and it's fine if you don't make like $200,000 a year. Like, exactly. it's fine. Like, as long as you like what you're doing. Like, for example, being a producer, mm-hmm. like not all, all producers are going to be Martin Garrix. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, if you love the process and if you love what you're doing, you're completely fine with just making like $80,000 a year. Exactly. Like $120,000 a year. Because exactly. you love the process, you don't you don't like the money and the girls and the fame. Exactly. Uh, for me, like, I'm not gonna lie here and be like, oh yeah, money's not important. Money is kind of important, you know? And um, but I feel like I feel like if you if you have a job, if you're doing a, if you have a job and it's it's a stable paycheck and you can support yourself and if you have a family, you can support your family and it makes you happy, then you don't need to have all the other extra money like as long as you have it you're living a happy life with the people you love and you're, you're financially stable then that's what i think that's what's important yeah that's i completely agree with that yeah. just like being financially stable and being self-aware of what makes you happy mm-hmm. and and so many people are like yeah but owning a ferrari makes me happy or owning a gucci belt makes me happy then work well, for it that's save money either that work for it or Realize that that's not true happiness you're chasing. What you're chasing is a facade of happiness based off other people's opinions. Exactly. Because you you're happy if other people be like, oh, nice car you got there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For like for those people, yeah, I I, I agree with one hundred percent. I agree with what you're saying. You know what I'm saying is for people who actually have a passion of cars, who actually like okay, yeah, yeah. cars, who actually love the the model and the, the model, yeah, they're, yeah, like, they're okay. like, oh man, you know, they're like, oh, I love this car. I hope someday I can own that car. No one's gonna stop you from owning that car. If you work for it and you save up money and you have enough money to buy that car, then go ahead. It makes you happy. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah and like right? putting in the work, work is what's important. Is what's important. Exactly. So just like realizing that you have to put in a lot of work and what i stress a lot it's definitely if you say you wanna you wanna do that bugatti or whatever and this is a lot a lot of which i hear is that a lot of people they want to be business people like they want to be entrepreneurs or producers and like yeah you you talk big and you're like oh i want to be the next martin garrix i want to be the next tiesto david goethe but like do you put in the work or do you just watch Netflix all day and like because I'm pretty sure Martin Giggs like beforehand he, he he probably practiced for like so many years of his life before yeah. even and, yeah, he, you know he he, ha- he probably had some musical background that he yeah. you know he had that, that helped him like yeah exa- example is I'm not gonna say you, ha- you need to have like a musical background to be a producer you know like example Tiesto yeah. He, he didn't have. He, he said he didn't have any musical uh, background, but you know he put effort and time into what he needs to do, and he perfected his craft. If you know he worked hard, 
and he earned what he you know he earned he earned it is what I'm saying. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong by the way by liking cars or liking Gucci belts or liking whatever if yeah. you genuinely like it. Yeah, that's the catch. Exactly. If you genuinely like it. Exactly. No. If you're if you're trying to show it off to someone else so that you know they can say, oh look at him, he has a Gucci belt, I don't have a Gucci belt. No, like you don't like mm. try to be you know cool. Yeah, you know you're trying to be cool. Yeah. And it, actually, you're not cool. It's making it's making you look like a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Okay, so it's it's like if you have a Ferrari, then dude, props to you, man. You have a Ferrari. Like that's a really expensive car. Yeah. Like good for you. But like, I'm not gonna. I don't care. Like, you have yeah, to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yep. Okay, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's a nice car. Congratulations. If you're driving it around, you know, coming up to me, showing showing it off. Yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the catch. So yeah. If you're genuinely interested in uh, owning expensive belts or expensive watches, because I definitely know some people who are genuinely like they like the model and all yeah. that of expensive stuff, then then you probably work for it. Then yeah. you have to work for it. You know, you got to work for it. But that's when self-awareness kicks in yeah. and you realize, am I really doing this? Am I Do I really like the watch because I like the model, I like the design, I like the brand, or are you doing it because you think your friends will think you're cool if you have the watch or if you have the car? And just having that self awareness and asking yourself that question can make you guys so much happier, right? Because once you detach yeah. from other people's opinions, yeah. then you're like, huh, you know what? I think I'm fine if I just make like. Hundred thousand dollars per year making music. Exactly. What I like to do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's why it's it's good to surround your people, surround yourself with people for you know who have a passion for something and they yeah. actually you know, they're not doing it to show it off. They're actually doing it because they actually have some kind of interest. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, Angelo, last last question. Okay. Not last question, actually. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. What do you want to leave the audience with? Like the, the one thing you want to say with to the audience, something okay. you want to remind them. I want to say. Uh, Could be quote. Yeah, I want to say stay motivated, um, be happy. Um, I want people to know that there's always people who are around you who really actually care about you and people who are willing to you know go out of their way to be with you. And whatever you do, you know, as long as it makes you happy, that's what you should be doing. And you know, if you're in a, if you're at this moment in a very tough moment, and you know, you need you need someone, then you can turn around to your family, your friends. You know, they they're the ones you can count on, count, count on the most. So, yeah, that's that's all I want to say. Yep, yep, yep. Super duper insightful, Angelo. Like, that's. I think a lot of people need that, especially now. A lot of teenagers need that, so this will be a super helpful podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm assuming most of you're listening from college students. College students, young yeah, adults. So, you know, college is very stressful, and I, I, you know, I, you know, I know how it is. You know, some people, you know, they need motivation. They need, you know, they, you know, stay up all night to study. But I'm, I want to assure them that it's for a good cause. You know, you're. You're actually spending your time. All this time is probably going to pay off later on. Yep. In life. 
So thank you so much for for being here, Angel. Like, oh no, I'm, this is my pleasure. Was absolutely very very good podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode, guys. And next episode, I will. Uh, I also just bought a new mic, so hope you guys look forward to that. And uh, I hope this podcast episode brings you value. And I hope that you guys execute, not only just listen, but actually think about what we're talking about, because that's how, how that's how I can actually bring you guys value by you implementing it to your lives. So thank you guys so much again for listening to this. I appreciate every single one of you listening to this right now, and see you guys in the next podcast episode.